Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Market Podcast. We'll be discussing our third installment of all-time World Series championship teams, the Cincinnati Reds. championship teams um two weeks ago what was it two weeks ago we did our all-time tigers team is that right andy yes yep and then last week we did the pittsburgh pirates but a pretty good spread out lineage like 1909 1925 1960 71 and 79 i like that one that was a lot of fun that one was that one was fun uh i kind of tried to get a little fancy I know you're laughing at me there, AJ. That was probably my favorite part. (laughs) And kind of, yeah, that one was rough on me because I'm lazy. I don't like to do a ton of homework, and I kind of burned myself a few times. Who was your catcher? We're not going to discuss it. Okay, all right. If you didn't listen to it, then you don't get it, so (laughs) that's fine with me. We'll just leave it at that. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing who your catcher is going to be this week. Um. We're going to have a good rebound. This I liked doing this the research on this one because – uh, with the Reds, you had uh, obviously the big red machine and stuff, and a lot of guys come from those two teams in yes. 75 and 76. Um, and you, most positions, you it was kind of clear-cut who the person is. We'll probably have a lot of overlapping I think overlapping so. players, and that's yeah. absolutely fine. And I decided, I told myself going into it, I wasn't going to get fancy, and there was no reason for me to get fancy trying to do the player-manager thing, you know, burning myself again. Um so, yeah, right. I, I enjoyed this one a lot. I like this one, too. Yeah, so, as uh, Andy said, we have we picked uh, the Cincinnati Reds as our franchise for this week. And because of the Big Red Machine, there's probably going to be a lot of overlap. A lot of But I, th- I threw a couple monkey wrenches in here. So it's not going to be okay. the, the standards. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. So do you want to start or should I start? Uh, you know what? Why don't you start? Okay, I'm going to start, um, and we'll start with catcher, obvious. Um, some guy named Jeff John... Reed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, it was a... Oh. <laughs> Johnny Bench, sir. Johnny Bench. Um, did you pick Johnny Bench, too? Yes. That's crazy. I picked, That's insane. I picked Johnny Bench. You copied me. Hey, what can I say? I, I, He's Okay. He's he's all right. I mean, he does that blue emu commercial. I don't know. I mean, that's probably why my mom knows him. I don't know. (laughs) One of the greatest catchers of all all time. time. Two-time NL MVP, ten-time Gold Glove. Still one of like he's a he's an active Hall of Famer today. Who's pretty precocious and and pretty talkative. I don't know if I ever told you this story. I'll tell you just real quick, so that we can get through all these guys, but. (laughs) Um, I went to the uh, the Hall of Fame induction of, a few years ago to see um, Junior and Piazza get inducted. They do this parade of all the Hall of Famers, which mm-hmm. is probably the coolest part of the whole weekend. And you, so they've got all these pickups, and 
we see Al Kaline in the back of the pickup, and he's sitting there, and Fergie Jenkins, and all these guys, and they're just they're sitting in like a lawn chair in the um, <clears throat> on their respective flatbed, and just driving by real slow, about five or ten miles an hour, and uh, then you get to Johnny Bench, who is an absolute rock star. Oh yeah, no lawn chair. He is jumping on top of the flat. He's like rocking the the um oh that's awesome somebody that just has fun with it oh yeah he's like fist pumping and just he's like waving to everybody and he is he is having a great time like you can tell he looks forward to this every year and i was i'll never forget that like he was the only one that really did that but he's like literally rocking his pickup truck like jumping up (laughs) and down and just people are going crazy dude was a rock star so and and his yeah. accolades prove it. Yeah. You know, he's he, well-deserved. He's awesome. So. He's awesome. So, uh, first base. Well, I don't think there's going to be any question here. Another guy off the big red machine, Tony Perez. Tony Perez. That's who I had, too. Yep. Three-time World Series champion. He was on their 75-76 yep. team and 1990. Yeah. He gets a ring for 1990 he, as well. What did he do in 1990? Was a manager? or Was he actually, like, a player at that time or what? So, Tony Perez was actually... To answer your question, he was on the coaching staff for the uh, for for that 1990 championship. So he won 75-76 with the Big Red Machine as a player, and then was under Lou Pinella in 1990 as Perfect. an assistant coach. So and then at second base, second I think we, base, we still we, have some. We probably still have overlap. Oh, uh, dude, this is going to go on forever, probably. Right, Joe Morgan. Yep, Joe, Joe Morgan. Morgan. Um, yeah, another guy, two time. In 75, 76, for that big red machine, he was the NL MVP both yeah, those years. Exactly. I, so I don't know how you would ever leave him off with that alone. Right. With these core four or five guys, I feel like they not only should have just elected them to the Hall of Fame, the, but they probably all could have been the MVP for their team. They could have, you know, if they how, were on any other team. It, but but then they're yeah. all on the same team, and it's like, who do you choose? Exactly. Joe Morgan ended up winning out both those years. Right. But it could have been... Any one of the first two, you know, Johnny Bench or Tony Perez, you know. I don't know if you got a chance to look at his war, but, like, his war stat is off the chart, too. I I didn't get to catch that. I think it was, like, 9.2 or something silly. So, just, yeah, crazy. Um, At shortstop, I had Barry Larkin. Yeah, that's obviously that's who I have, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Barry Larkin, obviously. Nine-time Silver Slugger. Mm-hmm. I mean, Another Hall of Famer. Yeah, three-time Gold Glove. He was NL MVP in 95. Like, I know how much you weigh being the MVP mm-hmm. of any year. You know what I mean? I think we're... He's another Hall of Famer. I mean, all of these guys are Hall of Famers yeah. for, for the Reds. We uh, might have been a little partial, too, because University of Michigan. and So, yeah, he's a, he's a Wolverine, which is pretty cool. Third base, um, if you didn't have Pete Rose... We can't even do a show anymore, right? I mean, you were, you were reading off his Wikipedia, and it just goes on and on and on. And we could have a whole show on him. Have we done a, a show on him? We should. Well, you know what? When we do our uh, five guys, we're pulling out of the Hall of oh, Fame and putting right. in the Hall of Very Good, and yeah. then we can do also five guys you would add. Uh, this guy's, well... I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be number one on possibly both our lists. I mean, maybe he'll throw somebody else in there, but 
Dylan, 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 and Dylan. That's what it's gonna be with <laughs> with my my Hall Pete of Fame Rose, list. Pete Rose, exactly. Pete Rose, Pete Rose. I mean, just the accolades for this guy are stupid. Yes. I, it's it's unbelievable. The records he has, most career hits, most career singles, yeah, most career at bats, most career games played. Yeah, he, he after broke. after the steroid era, and then the Astros, you know, cheating scandal. You're gonna not put this guy in the World Series. Yeah. I just, or in the or, I'm sorry, in the Hall of Fame. I just he he broke my man Ty Cobb's all time hit record, which is probably, in my opinion, that's the most coveted record in in all of baseball. I feel I you know I'll give you that. I think a lot of people yeah. want to think it's the home run record, but it's they've destroyed that. It's already tainted. And it is and all that, but so. the hit record hasn't been. Yeah, and there, I don't think there's anything you can do to ruin that, really, unless you had a guy consistently in. The, well, unless we'll just Barry wait. Bonds had, right. had broken it, comes record, back or you know. something. Yeah, but, but uh, well, so. and you got me all fired up too, especially with the Hall of Fame debate and and talking about the Astros, just bringing up the Astros and then mentioning Pete Rose, kind of. Yeah. Little fire underneath me. Anyways, a little fire uh, in your belly. Yeah, okay, should we go to left field or start from right field? Might as well start from right field. I probably the same guy you got as part of the big red machine. Probably not. I'm thinking this is where we stray. Okay. Well, I got Ken stray. Griffey or Ken Griffey. Sorry, not Ken Griffey. <laughs> Ken Griffey. Okay. The original. Okay, he's on my team, but he's not my okay. outfielder. He's my right fielder. Okay. Why'd you pick him? Because he's got three championships as well. He was actually a member of the 1990 team as a player. Yeah, as a player. You too, know, he didn't play a, cool. he didn't play a big role, but I just thought it was really cool, right. you know. Um so if you've been on three out of their five championship teams, I'm going to give you the bump into right field on this championship team. Right. So that's why I got him. It always amazes me that he was able to last long enough to be able to play with his son too. Longevity, that was yeah, really cool. I think Absolutely. That's that really cool. Uh, my right fielder was Paul O'Neill. He's probably made a bigger impact with the Yankees, but he was on that 90 team with the Reds, and I've always liked Paul O'Neill. To me, he, he's like an underrated model of consistency, and you're sighing over there. Why? What's... No, I, I'm not not <laughs> knocking that like, at all. <sighs> Paul O'Neill. I, I love Paul O'Neill. No, I, I tell you what. So, hey, here, guys, like, guys like him and Bernie Williams from the Yankees teams – were in Posada, they were just like pillars of consistency. So, they did the same thing every day, and you could count on them and rely on them. They were dependable. That's how he was with uh, with, with that Reds team as well. All right, so, so no, what, what I was getting at with Paul O'Neill is, I actually for my DH and I'll kind of ruin my mm. DH, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who I have a DH. But off that 1990s Reds team. I had him, there was four guys I was looking at. Three out of those four come from the 1990s team. Because I, you know, obviously I put Ken Griffey in right, so that took Paul O'Neill out of it. But Chris Sable, Hal Morris, and Paul O'Neill was one of them. But you look at Paul O'Neill's numbers for that year, he's second in RBIs on the team, third in home runs, fifth in batting average. He was one of the top guys on that team. There was three or four guys. they, They weren't, like when you look at the Big Greg machine, you got like four guys, but... All four of those guys are Hall of Famers. When you look sure. at the 1990 team, you got four guys and Hal Morris, Chris Sabo, Paul O'Neill. Maybe you could throw Eric Davis in there. He's got a little bit of power. That were good hitters. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're your top players on that team in that lineup. 
yes, they didn't all they didn't become Hall of Famers, but those were the guys that carried that team. Paul O'Neill was one of them. So right, I right. did consider him for DH. Uh, he didn't end up making that cut. Uh, maybe I'll give it to him and just have DH by committee and say screw your rules in this. But who knows? <laughs> well, maybe I got a little lazy too because I probably could have done a. A deeper dig at like what was it the nineteen nineteen no, team or nineteen no, sixteen no. team? Paul O'Neill is a good choice. I, I don't knock that at all. He's well, just as qualified as Ken Griffey's, probably statistic wise. It's just I just figured if you've been right. on three out of the five, I'll just give that one to you. Yeah, and, and be done with it. Sure. Yeah. Now, my uh, center fielder was Ed Roush, Hall that's of who, Famer from. That's who I got. He's a two-time NL batting champion. So he. he yeah, on the 1919 team, he won the NL batting championship that year. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that's why I picked him. So we've hit on every single one except for that right that's, field spot so far. They, well, it's like I said, it's it is pretty cut yeah. and dry who their top guys are. There's not a whole lot of people battling at a lot of positions, really. There is just the, those teams were good though. You know, the guy, oh, the dude. standout guys on those teams were, were good. so good. That's why it's not even a question. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. So Ed Roush, Hall of Famer, NL MVP. Was it NL? Yeah. NL MVP. Um, he's my center fielder. My left fielder is George Foster. Damn it! I thought this was one that uh, I was going to get you on. Really? Did you, uh, did you pick him as your left fielder too? I did pick him as my left fielder. <laughs> I did. We didn't compare at all either. We completely did this. Pl- you picked a day or two earlier, and I just picked this afternoon. But George Foster was... George Foster's a big dude. He was. There's always stories of him being very intimidating at the plate. Uh, George Foster's kind of a power hitter, but he could spray the field whenever needed. Um, yeah, and I, I wanted him, and I wanted him in my outfield. So. Oh yeah, like he in '76 was it '76? Yeah, in '76 he had he batted 306, 29 home runs, 121 RBI, 21 RBIs. He finished second behind Joe Morgan in the national MVP voting that year. Yeah, and Joe Morgan's on the same team as him. Like, so right. to, even though this guy isn't, uh, wasn't a hall of, wasn't a hall of famer, he he was in a very big part of the Big Red Machine those years. And there's debate that he probably could have been a hall of famer. Um, you, I, I honestly, you could debate that yeah. because in '75 and '76 he batted. 300. I think he batted right. 375 and 306 and 76, I believe. In fact, I'd, even... I had to fact-check that, but, you know. Right, right, but uh, Veterans Committee might, you know, vote him. I That's kind of unlikely. That might be far-fetched, but he, it might he's got be. a shot at that. I'm not going to... I'm not going to go there in this. Sure. But he yeah. would definitely, if I was a Reds fan, he would definitely be my left fielder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to take a break, and then we'll come back with pitching and yeah, why don't we do that? Sounds good. We'll be right back with more of the Small Market Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Market Podcast with your host, Latucky Hoffman, and we're moving on to pitchers. Oh, you want to do the pitchers right away, or did you want to do manager and DH and leave the pitchers? No, no, I, I figure while well, it's still fresh, you want to do the oh, pitchers? Oh, God, all right, yeah, we'll do pitchers. <laughs> oh, I'm, it, unless you want to do a little more research. Stop it. Need... I don't even want to hear it. We'll just we'll, <laughs> roll, we'll, we'll roll with it, and okay. it is what it is. 
So you want my pictures first? Yes, since please. Obviously, <laughs> I'm gonna get yes, destroyed. Kind of like your what is it, Burt Blylevin that I uh, ripped apart for I don't the pictures? That. Yeah, I don't remember that. Good, never... easily. See, he is easily forgettable. <laughs> he is a Hall of Famer though, just I, like Harold I Baines. Don't, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Harold Baines is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he and Harold Baines and who else is in there that shouldn't be? Oh, that's a whole different episode. Yeah, I don't even want to go there. All so. right. Okay. Anyways, getting back to it, pitchers. Starting pitcher. <laughs> my starting pitcher is Bucky Walters. Hmm. I had Bucky Walters as well. Very did good. You really? You did I have him. He was like my second guy in rotate. If we're going by rotation, but yeah, he was one of my three guys. Okay. All right. Yeah. I no, like Bucky he's, Walters. He's my starter. Nineteen forties World Series championship team. Uh, he yep. had an NL MVP. The year before, Triple Crown the year before. In that year, he had 22 wins and 10 losses. He had 248 ERA. NL wins leader, did you say that too? <clears throat> oh, yeah, three-time NL wins leader. And he was, in 1940, the NL wins leader. Yeah. So, I think he's a solid He's a solid starting pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm... I give you credit, Wataki. That's that's a solid pick. Bucky Walters, for sure. All right, so I'm going to move on to my middle relief. All right. My middle relief was Rob Dibble. <laughs> well, Stop. He, don't even go there. Did he go to Michigan or something? Or? No, shut your mouth. <laughs> no, no. You know why? why Rob Dibble you? is... So what do you want for a middle reliever? <laughs> he comes in with a win. I guess I'd like so, Rob Dibble. So, okay. No, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. For not being your closer, he had 11 saves. And he had a one seven four ERA. If you go back through all those championship teams, that's one of your lowest ERAs. All right. Okay. I thought that was pretty solid. You got it coming in, averaging, giving up less than two runs, considerably less. Fair enough. Yeah. And he was also the NLCS MVP in 1990. Yeah. World Series champ, two-time All-Star, not quite as prolific as my is your guy okay i'm not i'm not gonna go there okay go ahead and what who's your not gonna go there and my last guy is well okay so rob dibble was from the 1990s team Uh, yeah my last guy is also from the 1990s team and that is randy myers okay and he was a closer on that team and he's four-time all-star um and he had yeah, he had 31 saves that year uh, with the two oh what do I got here 2.08 ERA very so, nice very good so that that is my closer so now that you're laughing at me <laughs> my pictures this whole time I want to hear your pictures sir did you give me yes give me your pictures I know did you not look at statistics or accolades? I just want to know. Oh, get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I think anybody crap. jumped I out. Crap. I didn't yeah. think anybody. I thought I was in the same boat uh, <laughs> as with the Pirates, where there was just nobody that was just cut and dry, like the rest of the team was uh, at their position. I thought Jose Rio uh, stood out. He was my starter. Um, World Series MVP in 1990, NL strikeout leader, All-Star in 94. Um, I liked him. He was my, uh, he was my World Series Ooh. MVP. You're really smug about that, and it pisses me off. Very Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Maddow-y about it. Right? Yeah, you can just... Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the 1990 yeah, World Series MVP. Yes, mm. okay. I like to do my homework before I go on the podcast. <laughs> so it was him or Bucky Walters for my starting pitcher. Well, I Because I wasn't well. going to go throw him into the middle relief. Well, I picked not Bucky Walters as well him. because he's an, old, he's an older guy. He's from 1940. I like and, them old you know. guys. <laughs> I do, I do. I figured he probably needed a little bit of a rest after... Rio and oh yeah, so, I probably yeah. couldn't be a starter anymore right. at no. you know at this point in time. At, at eighty-seven years old, probably not. So you know, I had to put Bucky in at uh, middle relief. Okay, so um, we agree on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so my, you, you can't you can't rake me across the coals too much there. No, no. I Although can't. Jose Rios probably could have been. You probably could have been. I, but you're right though. We had nobody absolutely prolific at at the you know in the pitching, unless you and I are both overlooking somebody over these five different teams but uh, um, that could be the case but yeah i i'm gonna say i doubt it. i'll go out on a limb and say i doubt it okay another guy my my closer or just third pitcher i had was was raleigh eastwick um okay yeah i see him yeah go on two-time world series champ both 75 and 76 uh, NL Rolades Relief Man. Oh, the... get out of here. I was just <laughs> ragging on that shit. That. <laughs> Dude, if they say you're the Relief Man of the Year, that's like saying. I... It's such a made up. Like, it's just. Kinda... Congratulations. You're the champion of mediocrity. We put you. <laughs> We put you in the bullpen because you couldn't hack it as a starter, you're, and you're the reliever of the year. You're the you're best either the, reliever of, look, the, you know. If you're not this, the closer in a dominant closer, you're just middle of the road. You're just you're just every other reliever. I've never said, my goodness, I wish I could have this awesome reliever pitching right now. <laughs> Dear Lord, why don't I have Alex Wilson out on the mound? I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I should just look up that that award. See who else is like, who else has won that award? How many times has Mariano <laughs> Rivera won it? You know. Oh yeah. But, but Eastwick is. Yeah, I notice uh, your closers probably don't win that award because <laughs> they can stand alone and possibly win Cy right. Youngs and stuff. Yeah. yeah with that's their. True. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't even want to go there anymore. <laughs> so, do you have anything else other than the Rollins Award winner? Raleigh was a two-time NL saves leader in. 75 and 76 so well yeah they, clearly that was that a part is of on those. those teams yeah yes that's big time i'll give you that yeah so he was a big help in that um uh with that big red machine so well rob. look at it this way at least i added a little bit of variety with rob dibble and randy myers from the 1990s team you did you did very good Let's see who else has won this award i'm just looking that up right now real oh quick. oh lord <laughs> Oh, Mar- Mariano won it, won the AL Relief Did Man he? Award in 99, 2001, 2004, 2005, and 2009. So it must be a pretty prolific award, I guess. I Maybe there's a lot of weight to it. I don't know. I just, it just, maybe it's when you throw the word Rolades in front of it, when there's a sponsor. I'm just thinking to myself, eh. what a What a corny. Yeah, it know. just seems corny. You're dumbing yeah, it down for exactly. us. I don't know. Maybe that's a... I'm just... <laughs> I don't just, know. I'm just teasing. I'm just smacking your bag, Andy. That's I'm it. Sm- <laughs> don't don't just... ever tell me you're smacking my bag again, please. I'm just, I'm just smacking your bag, bro. <laughs> Fucking gay Jedi. 
No worries. No worries. So probably a big <laughs> okay. mystery. Why don't we no why don't we go Stop it. We're moving on. Moving on to our DH. Okay. Okay. Who's your DH? Well, I would figure I'd let you lead off with that one. Okay. Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey was my DH. I know he you picked him for right field, but I picked him as my DH hitter just because he he was on three different World Series teams. And um, I wanted a kind of a another model of consistency or a, a you know a guy known for his hitting in that spot. Okay. So, like I was saying earlier, um, I was looking at a lot of guys. Paul, from especially from that 1990s team, Paul O'Neill, Eric Davis, um, <laughs> stop it, Hal Morris. <laughs> Chris Sabo. I mean, Chris Sabo was first in home runs, third in RBI, second in doubles on that team. Uh, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I get that these guys are not Hall of Famers, but on that 1990s championship team, right. all, all three or four of these guys were their top four hitters. Not everybody can be a Hall of Famer. That's what's you so know, ridiculous And Chris about Sabo, this. I was leaning towards. Chris Sabo was leaning towards a three-time All-Star. He was an NL Rookie of the Year. Well, that's what's so ridiculous about this franchise is that, like, okay, your entire infield is a Hall well, of Famer. Well, that's what I mean. If you you're know? measuring everybody to a Joe Morgan, so Johnny silly. Bench status, then, yes, Chris Sabo is going to be laughable. But on that team, right. he was very integral part of that team. I, I like can say take he's a three-time no, All-Star and an NL Rookie of the Year. That's fine, um, yeah. But I ended up going with a guy that I really didn't want to go with at first, but I ended up going with in Ernie Lombardi. Why did you go with him? Two-time NL batting champion. Okay. He's an NL MVP. He's an eight-time All-Star. In his career, he batted three oh six. Those accolades are more than anything Chris Sable has. Well, that's true. So while yeah. Chris Sable was integral for his World Series... Ernie Lombardi was, you could also make the argument that Ernie Lombardi was the big snooze, was integral for his World Series. Do you know what I mean? So right. that's kind of a wash. So then when you say, all right, well, this guy's in the Hall of Fame, and he's a two-time batting champion and an MVP, and That's what's I mean, interesting about this. There's other this... guys I'd like to put in that DH that, yeah. from my youth, a Chris Sabo or an Eric Davis or a Paul O'Neill was also mm-hmm. guys looking at that all hit well on that team for the 1990 year. I, I was leaning towards wanting to put one of those guys, but I had to go with somebody I'd never seen before simply because of his accolades, I felt. Right. Would be, I'd be doing an injustice if I didn't. Right. Well, what was cool about like this franchise with the Reds is that where there wasn't a Hall of Famer, there was like a World Series MVP. So there was a guy <laughs> yeah. who, who made an impact – or or had some big plays. Jose Rio, right? Jose I, Rio, Savo, you know, these guys had. So, where you thought you were gonna get like hit with a, a Hall of Famer or get get knocked out by like a Johnny Bench or a Tony Perez or a Joe Morgan or even Pete Rose, you instead, you know, somebody else, you know, came up and and killed you instead. So, yeah. it's uh. Very, very interesting team. Very interesting franchise, and definitely, definitely small market, right? Cincinnati. Oh yeah, Cincinnati, yeah. the Great Midwest. American Ballpark. Yeah, exactly. Uh, our manager is obvious, right? We both had the same manager. Unless oh, you wanted to debate, clearly, me, you know, like. clearly, Lou Pinella. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong. Lou Pinella is 
right. a well-known manager and won a World Series with that 1990s team, but doesn't hold a candle to Sparky Anderson. You can't even, like... We can't even play the the Homer card on like Doctor Hook here. You, you couldn't know? like if you wanted to, you couldn't play the Homer card, right? His because he had he had two championships with that big red machine and was he, a lot of people credited him with the reason why they won so much. Not you know, don't even give him credit for okay he had four Hall of Famers on his team, you know, or four future Hall of Famers on his team besides himself who you know ended up becoming a Hall of Famer also, but. The man is a baseball genius. And they won 210 games in the span yeah. of those two years in 75, 76. That's, yeah, that's crazy. He himself won over 2,190 mm-hmm. games. Right. Um, it's, his winning percentage is, was, is crazy. If you compare it to other managers. He, you could take out his Tigers tenure alone. Yeah. Yep. And he, he's honestly, he's honestly, I mean, I think I think you had him as, as, as your manager for the Tigers. He's honestly more qualified to be the Reds manager. Yeah, he <laughs> do you know is. what I mean? Yeah, I he just... is. Yeah. If I had known that we were going to do the Reds, I probably would have um, left him off my Tigers, you know, manager team just to show a little bit of variation mm-hmm. um, in my picks. Just because I, you know, we picked him for the Reds, and he's obvious as the manager for the Reds. Do you know that he was two-time AL Manager of the Year? That's. Do you know those years? Doesn't surprise me. Um. I think one of them would be. Are they both for the Reds? Both those years, seventy-five and seventy-six. No. Really? Well, what years? Now I'm curious. Eighty-four. Tigers. Okay. In eighty-seven, none wow. of them were with the Reds. Is wow. that that struck me as odd that none of them were with the Reds? What What was his all-time wins again? Because I thought he had like twenty-eight hundred wins. You said he had twenty-one hundred. Two thousand one hundred ninety-four. Okay, I could have sworn he had like twenty eight hundred. Let's see, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe I got the numbers wrong here, but that's that's what I looked up. But either way, I mean, Sparky Anderson is just those two years for the Reds. Two hundred and ten wins in those two years. I just yeah, they they were as as the name implies the machine the big red machine right. and he was the head conductor of that well-oiled machine i don't think anybody understands really how <clears throat> how tough it is to be that dominant of a manager in baseball you know you cuz you really don't have a whole lot of control over who your roster is and how to control those guys you have to be very micromanagerial and and uh, if that's even a word and make sure that all your guys now, baseball is, is a game of inches and, and um, <clears throat> guys doing their part and uh, really making sure that you put in the right guy at the right time to do, to fulfill the role that you you expect him to to uphold, to, to do, you know? And so a lot of credit goes to Sparky, especially for that big red, you know, machine. Yeah, that's what we had for... For teams, a lot of overlap. It was pretty easy, pretty cut and dry. And like I said, like the other ones, there was a lot of looking up uh, different things and kind of had to dig deep. This one was kind of a little bit of a relief. You didn't have to dig so deep. A lot of stuff was there. I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, but at the same time, when I was looking up information on a lot of these guys, I mean, I knew they were good, but I didn't realize exactly how good they were, and that was yeah. kind of cool to see. 
Yeah, that is some really, really good teams, for sure. So is that all we have for this week? Yeah, I think that's yeah, it for this I think week. that's a pretty good pretty good lineup of our all that is our all time World Series championship team for the Cincinnati yeah, Reds. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, with your host, Watucky and Hoffman. We'll be back next week. We'll see who we have next week. Yeah, I think we're going to have a West Coast team think, next yeah, week, I right? think we'll, we'll jump out to the West Coast, maybe either the yeah. Giants or the Athletics. Yeah, one of those guys. Or see if the Angels won anything. I don't know. It'll be a, did they win anything? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they did. They made a movie about them. I know that. <laughs> we'll pick from that team. Disney had a good movie. Then. Exactly. Angels in the outfield. Yeah. But, uh, so we've got some research to do, clearly. We have to do our homework on another, another small market team out in the West. But thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Uh, this is a small market podcast for your host. You've been listening to the Small Market Podcast. Like and comment. Interact with us on Facebook at the Small Market Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Anchor Spotify. Or... Email us at smallmarketpodcast at gmail.com. Music for Small Market Podcast was provided by the band Pura.